All right, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight, amen? Appreciate your presence this evening, hope you're doing well, and uh, amen, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be than at uh, church, amen, instead of at home watching the stupid bowl, amen, pray, y'all ought to have been shouting and hanging from the chandeliers on that one, I would say, do what, that's right, amen, just a big uh, celebration of carnality. That's what it's going to be. But I'm here to celebrate my Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, the real Super Bowl will start when we get to heaven. And I'd rather be there any day than to be paying. How many? How, does anybody know how much tickets are going for? Do what you say? Uh, I was about, he said 900. I'd say 9,000 is more like it. I could think of a better way to invest my money. Not even guaranteed that your team's going to win, right? But I'm thankful that we've got a guarantee that our Savior's already won. Praise God. All right, uh, let's all stand uh, tonight. Turn to 346. 346 in your red back hymnal. I know my name is there. Amen. How many of you know that you know that you know that you're saved? Amen. Praise God. 346, I know my name is there. My name is in the book of life. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I rise above all doubt and strife and read my title clear saying i know i know my name is there i know no my name is written there on the second now my name once stood with sin lost and bore a painful record but by his blood the same amen thank god hallelujah sing now i know i know my name is there i know A shadow or my title, but now with full I hold a clear title. It's got ever clear. I know, I know. Of honor, up in hair, 
Amen. Thy name is written there. I know, I know. Thy name is there. I know, I know thy name. Sing that chorus one more time tonight. I know, I know. turn to 157 trust and obey there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey amen praise God if we could just get the obedience part right uh, we'd be farther along in our journey of faith and our walk with Jesus amen sing now when we walk with the Lord in the What a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still. And with all who will trust and obey, sing, trust and obey, for there's no But to trust and obey, not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but his smile quickly drives it away, not a doubt nor a fear, not a sigh. and obey on the third not a burden we bear not a sorrow we share but our toil he doth quickly repay not a grief nor a loss not a frown nor a cross but is blessed we trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in jesus but to trust and obey and the last then it fellowship sweet we will sit thank god hallelujah or we'll walk by his side and the way 
what he says we where he sends we will go never fear only trust and obey trust and obey for there's no but to trust and obey. Amen. Thank God for that old hymn. Let's finish up with Blessed Assurance tonight, 181. 181 tonight, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Amen. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, lost in His blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst aside. Angels descending bring from above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. Sing tonight. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long and the last perfect submission all is at rest i and my savior am happy and blessed Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with His goodness, lost in His love. Lift it out. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. You could be seated tonight, and I'm thankful. Amen. Two of those songs speak about the assurance of our salvation. I know my name is there, and I'm thankful for the blessed uh, hope that we have. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Amen. Um, well, I tell you, I, there's nothing in this world any better than to know that you know that you know that you're saved. 
Uh, somebody said, is there anything better than being saved? Well, being saved and knowing it. Uh, amen. I don't know if that's if there's a difference or not, but I know that some people have struggled from time to time with doubt. And there's an entire book in the Bible, for the book of 1 John, that was dedicated to this subject of assurance. And I believe we can study that book, and I believe we can find uh, very detailed ways that we can know beyond a doubt that we truly are uh, uh, born again and saved uh, children of the Most High God. Uh, I had somebody this week that was trying to debate uh, uh, social media the possibility that you could that you could somehow lose or forfeit your salvation, and they even referenced uh, the scripture in Hebrews that refers to it as uh, uh, an eternal salvation. And uh, you know, but but notice they pointed out the fact that. That eternal salvation, uh, amen, is secured by way of obedience. Well, uh, amen, I believe that obedience is part of salvation, but uh, obedience is the, um, is the first and the greatest evidence of our salvation. We don't obey in order to be saved, because if we did, it'd be a work salvation, right? But we obey because we are saved. And uh, amen, these... Uh, amen. We know that we've uh, been born, of, born, born again, born of the Spirit, if we keep His commandments. Not a requirement for, but a result of. And I'm thankful uh, for that. But amen. I told that fellow, I said, well, I said, how can, you, uh, how, how can it be eternal if it's conditional? Right? A ten, you know, a, a conditional salvation is temporary. And uh, then, if that were the case, we'd be responsible for our own salvation. I'm not saved because of what I do, but what He's done for me and on my behalf. And uh, I sure am thankful for that. But uh, again, to appreciate the service this morning. Can't say, uh, speak for anybody else, but I certainly did receive help uh, today. And uh, of course, you've heard me say it before. Uh, people say, well, you know, uh, uh, I heard a man one time say, I'd never preach anything that I hadn't mastered. Well, I don't know that I'd spend much time in the pulpit because I've not mastered any of it yet. I'm a work in progress. Uh, amen. So before I ever preach it to you, I've got to preach it to myself. Hallelujah. Uh, but we're going to continue that tonight. I'm excited about it. hope it will be a help and a blessing to you as we continue studying this idea and this thought of be strong in the Lord. You say, preacher, how how uh, we're going to be able to get through it all night? Well, I got about twenty some pages here, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, we just see what God has for us, and just tell you, hey, listen. Do you know that if we get out of church normal time, it won't. It'll just be halftime at the stupid bowl. Amen. So uh, we'll be all right, but we'll just uh, mind the Lord and let Him have His way. Any announcements that we need to mention tonight? Any announcements? Is it the third? Is this the third? Let me look here real quick at my calendar. Um, yes, this upcoming Saturday will be the third Saturday of the month so the prayer gathering will take place uh, on the courthouse steps here in Greenville at 11 o'clock a.m. So remember that, the uh, prayer gathering, and certainly we need to pray more than we ever have before. Any other announcements tonight 
before we go any further in the service. Well, we need to pray for all those that uh, are in need. And uh, uh, we need to remember, certainly, uh, uh, Miss Denise, as she still recovers from her uh, broken wrist. We need to continue to re uh, remember her grandmother, Miss Fanny Swatzel. Do remember the Lula Cutshaw family, as Miss Lula passed away earlier this week. We need to remember that family uh, in prayer. Um, you know, pray for them, and again, just, uh, uh, you know, as they continue to grieve their loss. Pray for LV. Hadn't heard from LV in a few days and was a little concerned about him, but uh, he came by the store either Monday or Tuesday and uh, spent some time there fellowshipping with us, and we ended up uh, going out to eat with him uh, that night. But uh, LV's still got a lot of challenges, and we, uh, I think he did fall again uh, even since his last episode. So pray for LV. Uh, pray for his uh, niece, Miss Debbie. Uh, continue to remember Otis in prayer. I talked to Otis yesterday. Uh, I believe he had talked to you earlier, right? And uh, But I talked to him, and uh, we need to pray for Otis. Uh, all things considered, he seems to be holding up and doing fairly well. Remember my nephew, Creed. This is uh, my sister, Erica. Her son, is uh, he was taken to the uh, hospital, um, uh, or excuse me, he was diagnosed with an ear infection a couple of weeks ago. They've been giving him antibiotics, but... Uh, he still has not recovered, and he's still running a temperature. I know he had a rather high temperature last night, so they're very, you know, at least somewhat concerned about him. So remember Creed. Continue to remember Miss Ellen's sister, uh, Miss Elma. Remember her in prayer, and uh, also James. You heard him more about James, Ellen. Amen. Remember... Uh, Remember James in prayer as he goes for a CT scan. It's pretty much the same on Elma. Okay. Okay. Amen. Remember all of our shut-in, those who are not able to come to church. Let's continue to remember each other in prayer. Uh, pray for our church. Amen. I tell you, I just, you know, you say, uh, amen. It's called blind faith. No, I, I, I believe that God's got a purpose. I believe God's got a, uh, God's wanting to do a work. Devil's fighting too hard for him not to, and uh, amen. We've got to continue to stay on guard, and uh, amen. Uh, prepare ourselves for Satan's attacks and and recognize uh, when the devil uh, hits us when we least expect it. Uh, but I believe God still wants to do a work through us, and I believe that if we'll just uh, be faithful, be obedient, and make sure that we are as close to the center of His will as we possibly can be. I believe God will do that work. I really do. Uh, pray for other churches like faith. Pray for Israel, the conflict there. Continue to remember uh, the war in Ukraine and all those things that are going on. Uh, amen. Just our, uh, the uncertainty of this world uh, more so than it ever has been. Anyone else have prayer requests today that you'd like to mention before we go any further in the service? Pray for Beth. Beth needs our prayers. Any other prayer request? Unspoken request by the uplifted hand. Uh, amen. Pray for the lost. We need to pray for those who need Jesus. Uh, time's running out. Um, 
And uh, we need to treat each uh, day as if this were the day that Christ could return. Because He could. And I believe He will very soon. The Lord's coming back. And uh, all who are left behind will... You know, I'm excited about heaven. You know, rejoice in the hope that I have. But we ought to grieve with those who don't have that hope and who don't share um, the joy uh, of, of, of our salvation. Uh, amen. We need to point them towards the ark uh, while there's still time and before it's too late. Amen. All right, we'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Brother William, lead us in prayer, brother. Father, we thank you tonight, God, for this day that you blessed us with. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have, Lord, to assemble ourselves together in your house, Lord, with your people. Uh, Lord, in your name, God, thank you, Lord, for uh, how you've already helped us earlier today, Lord, the challenge that we received, uh, Lord, the blessing of fellowship, God, the privilege of prayer. Uh, Lord, the, the joy of giving back to you as you've given to us. And uh, Lord, tonight I pray as we gather in this place one more time that we do so as a people prepared to worship you in spirit and in truth. Uh, God, Lord, all is faithless. The spirit of the Holy One comes down. And God, uh, what we need tonight more than ever before is to hear from heaven. Uh, God, I pray tonight, Lord, that uh, this service would not just be a uh, Lord, a, uh, a formality or, a, or a, uh, the performing of a ritual, God, but I pray it be genuine and true worship. I pray, Lord, that we worship you in spirit and in truth, and I pray that everything that takes place in this service, God, may bring glory to the name of our Savior. Lord, I pray you forgive us for our sins, cleanse us from unrighteousness. Uh, God, we deserve nothing from you. God, we are unworthy, and Lord, uh, Father, if our hope was, or our help was in our own selves, Lord, there'd be no hope, there'd be no help for us. Lord, I pray tonight that you just, uh, uh, Lord, bless us, Lord, through, uh, uh, Lord, the, uh, the songs that are sung. Lord, I pray, God, that you bless the message that is preached, God, and Lord, that it might uh, feed your people, Lord, through. Uh, Lord, the, uh, the nourishment that comes to us uh, from the Word of God. Lord, I pray that you bless every prayer request tonight for those that have been mentioned, those who haven't. God, again, we pray, Lord, that your blessings would continue to be upon uh, Miss Denise. God bless Miss Fanny Swanzel. I pray, God, that you bless her. Lord, I pray, Father, that you bless L.B. Help him, dear Jesus. It's my prayer. Pray for Miss Lula's family, for the Lyle and that entire family. Lord, have your will and your way. Bless them, we pray. God, I pray, Lord, that you bless others that stand in need. God, I pray for Creed. I pray that you comfort him. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just uh, uh, bless Miss Beth and this, uh, Lord, the near, nearness to that delivery draws closer than it ever has. Then, Lord, we pray, God, for our loved ones that are lost. We pray, Father, tonight, uh, Lord, for uh, those who are away from you, draw to yourself. God, I pray, Lord, for the pulpit and the pew. We examine ourselves and see what we'll be in the faith. 
Lord, moving our lips, working our hearts, help us, God, to be ever drawn closer. We'll praise you tonight for who, God, what you do. Uh, Lord, as we offer up praise under thy high holy name. Amen. Uh, this time we will receive our Sunday night offering. You give us, Lord's blessed and prospered you uh, tonight. Brother William, you lead us in prayer. Just over the hilltop In that bright land Where we'll never grow old And someday yonder We'll never more wander But walk on streets that are pure as gold. Sing it one more time. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday that tonight. Amen. Anybody have anything tonight that you'd like to share before we go any further in the service? A testimony, a song, something on your heart. God been good to you. Just a special blessing. Amen. That God's bestowed upon you. When God's good to you, you don't need to uh, keep it to yourself. You need to 
Brag on Jesus and thank Him for what He's done. And don't brag on your sin, amen. I know a lot of people, they want to testify and talk about all the things they used to do. No, we don't need to brag on our sin. Uh, that's been forgiven, it's in the past, but it's good for us to brag on what the Lord's done for us, amen, how good He's been. God been good to anybody tonight. Yep, I am. Praise God for that. Amen. Somebody else this evening? Amen, Mary. Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful he brought us up out of that pit. Amen. I'll never forget old Tom Jackson teaching about uh, that pit and how just like an old dog that had fallen into a septic tank. Jesus brought us up out of the pit. And old brother Tom, he was, he was a different character. He was, uh, amen. But boy, I tell you, you didn't have to question where he stood or whose side he was on. He loved the Lord. And, uh, amen, boy, he'd get happy and he couldn't hardly teach for uh, wanting to shout and praise God and he'd cry a little bit and then he'd start singing. You just never knew what he was going to do. But Tom loved Jesus, amen. That's my kind of people, people that love the Lord. Uh, those are That's my crowd tonight, isn't it yours? Amen. Anyone else have anything tonight that you'd like to share before we go any further in the service? I'll sing one if you can play it. Four thirty-five. You know it, but can you play it? Carter, will you bring me some water? Caroline, cut the pulpit if you don't mind. That's right. When I think of how he came so far from glory, came and dwelt among the lowly, such as I to suffer shame and such disgrace on Mount Calvary took my place it's then I asked myself this question who am I who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray, not my will thine for? The answer I 
may never know why he ever loved me so to an old rugged cross he'd go who am I when I'm reminded of his words I'll leave thee never trust in me I'll give to you a life forever I wonder what I could have done to deserve God's only Son to fight my battles till they're won. Who am I? Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray? Not my will thine for the answer I may never know why he ever loved me so that to an old rugged cross would go for who am I the answer the answer I may never know why he ever loved me so to an old rugged cross he would go who am I? Amen. Aren't you thankful for what Jesus did for us? Amen. Tillman, you got anything for us tonight, buddy? No, not tonight. Amen. Preacher's singing makes him sleepy. I can imagine what the preaching's going to do. Hallelujah. All right. Anything else before we preach tonight? love that old song. It's a Rusty Goodman special. I'll never forget on Sunday evening, sometimes I'd stay all afternoon with my grandparents. And of course, where Holly and I live now at our, our home, but we'd uh, come to church on Sunday night. And a lot of times we'd listen to the Happy Goodman family on our way to church. Amen. Love those old memories. Amen. God's good, isn't he, church? Amen. All right, turn with me if you will. Anything else tonight before we preach? Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. As uh, I greatly enjoyed uh, this study this morning. And uh, don't know if we provided anything that we hadn't 
already heard before, but certainly we're reminded of um, the fact that we're not we're in nothing less than a war, an all-out war. Of course, it's not a physical one, and I'm afraid that's why that we tend to let our guard down as Christians. It's because uh, we can't see it, we can't hear it, we can't touch it or feel it. But just because it's not tangible doesn't mean it's not real. And friends, we are in a battle. We're in a fight. We're in a war. And uh, we have a formidable enemy that's very serious. You may not take your fight serious, but one thing about it, the devil, uh, he takes his part very seriously. And in reality, whether or not we win or whether or not he wins, now I'm not talking about overall because the war's already been won. Uh, Christ declared it on the cross when he said it's finished. So it's just a matter, matter of when Christ returns and uh, when it's all said and done, he's going to put the old devil in hell in the lake of fire where he belongs. Um, and I'm looking forward to that, aren't you? But whether or not you win your warfare, uh, whether or not you claim your victory, uh, that's already been won for you, it's just up to you. I mean, God had already given the children of Israel the promised land. And uh, His desire was the first generation to inherit the promises. But many of them perished in the wilderness, never inheriting the fullness of the blessings that God bestowed upon them. That doesn't mean that uh, it wasn't theirs. It just means they never claimed it uh, for themselves and as their own. So the battle's uh, been won, victory's been declared, and it's just our responsibility to claim our inheritance, to claim victory. But whether or not we do so uh, is up to us. And whether or not we choose to, uh, to, to uh, obey the blueprint, the strategy that's been given to us, and uh, orders from headquarters, amen. We've been given clear instructions. We've got, uh, amen, we've, we've been, there's an op operation that's been assigned to us. And if it's going to succeed, we've got to uh, follow our orders from our commanding officers. So we talked about a lot of things this morning uh, uh, talked about the importance to be strong, not in ourselves, but in the power of His might. We talked about uh, the importance of putting on not just part of the armor of God, but the whole armor of God. Now, that way that we don't leave any chinks in the armor or any uh, openings. Uh, we don't give the devil any room to get in and cause havoc in our lives. Uh, we talked about the importance of of standing, that we may be able to stand. Uh, uh, amen. If you're going to stand, you got to put your whole armor on. Uh, there's no use fighting. There's no use going to battle without your armor. Can I get a witness tonight? But we're standing against the wiles of the devil. His methodia, his strategy, his formula, his tricks, his tactics, his scheming. Understand, be on guard. Uh, be watchful, knowing that when we least expect it, the devil is going to, to, uh, to pounce on us when we're vulnerable. Uh, amen. But then there's an inclination. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We want to fight against what we see. 
We want to fight against one another. We want to, uh, amen, we want to uh, launch our attacks not against Satan, but we want to launch our attacks against other brothers and sisters in Christ. But in reality, we have an enemy. It's a spiritual enemy. Uh, and then there's a completion taken unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand, weather the storm. Don't give up. But bend but not break mentality. Just because he knocks you down doesn't mean that he has to knock you out. Uh, amen. Stay in the fight. Hold your ground at all cost. We cannot afford to let the devil have a breakthrough. Amen. Uh, amen. God's people need to have a breakthrough. But so many times I'm afraid that we're giving ground to the devil in our day and in our lives. Having done all to stand. Uh, amen. But then we get into the specification. That's what I want us to look at tonight. Uh, the, you know, it's just amazing that Paul would go into so great details and go to such length to provide these specific details instructions about our armor. Again, he uses illustrations throughout his writings, uh, athletics, running a race, building a building, amen, being united together as a body of believers. But here he talks about the this, this specification, the specific details of the armament the weaponry that uh, God has provided to us. Brother, amen, if we are defeated as God's people and in the battle that's raging and the war that we're fighting, it won't be because of a lack of resources. You know, the war that's going on right now between Russia and Ukraine, the Ukrainians are crying out, we need more weapons, we need more vehicles, we need more money. Amen. God's people... Why? Because they're, uh, they're outmanned. They're under-equipped. Brother, you can't beat uh, any, uh, you, you, can't, you can't get any, you can't find any better equipment than the armor of God. Uh, you'll, ne you'll never find a weapon that's superior to uh, the, word, the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Amen. You can't improve on God's weaponry, His arsenal. We've got everything we need to fight a good fight of faith, to war a good warfare, to endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Problem is, we don't suit up. Amen. We don't put our armor on. Amen. We leave, uh, you know, the devil's fighting us and attacking us and uh, our weapons uh, are in the, the gun cabinet. Uh, amen. Instead of locked and loaded, ready to, to fire at Satan. Amen. We've got everything we need. We've got a shield. We've got a sword. Uh, amen. Uh, you cannot improve on God's armor. So let's get into it tonight. Let's read the verses. We'll pray and then we'll share some things with you again. We'll just have to see how far we get. Verse number 13. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto 
with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Father in heaven, I love you. I pray your blessings upon the reading of your word. I pray, O oh God, that you would just use your word to penetrate our hearts and make an uh, eternal difference in our lives, God. And Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege to be in the Lord's army. God, I'm thankful, Lord, that God, on the day I got saved, I volunteered as a soldier uh, on the battlefield. And just like Brother Bill used to sing, uh, I've heard him sing it so many times right here at our church, I want to die on the battlefield, God. Lord, I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be a casualty of war. I don't want, when the trumpet sounds, I don't want to be found missing in action in MIA. A prisoner of war, so to speak, God. Well, Lord, I want to be actively fighting and warring against my enemy. Lord, I want to have my sword in one hand and my trowel in the other, God. Lord, I hope you find me, Lord. God, just as one of David's mighty men, they found him that the sword, amen, had literally, uh, amen, was fastened into his hand because he had, uh, he had been uh, flailing it so faithfully and so fervently, God, and Lord, I pray, I pray that that be the case for us. God, I pray you'd use us tonight to be a help and a blessing to your people. I pray you'd speak to us through uh, your infallible word, God. And I pray that it would uh, not fall by the wayside or fi fall on stony ground or thorny ground. But Lord, it'd, it'd be, it'd, 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 uh, Lord, it'd bury itself deep within... Uh, Lord, the soft soil of the good ground of our hearts. And Lord, honor your word. Exalt your son by way of your humble servant. Help us to leave this place, God, faithfully doing what we've heard here tonight. We're going to praise you in advance for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray all God's people said. Amen. Amen. So there's several different aspects of our weaponry that's mentioned here in Ephesians chapter number 6. Again, as the Bible tells us here, verse number 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. So the first uh, uh, aspect or the first element of our armor as soldiers for Christ is a belt of truth. A belt of truth. You know, when we think about a belt, a belt's... What holds all the other armor together? Amen. Amen. Without your belt, your armored fall off. Amen. In other words, whether it be your shield of faith, whether it be the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, all of these other aspects of our armor are of no value unless it's all kept together and unified together by the belt of truth. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people in our world today that are trying to fight as God's soldiers and they've got what they call some faith and they've got a helmet. They say they've got salvation. They're presenting uh, some former kind of gospel of peace. But uh, amen, they've, they've neglected and they've forgotten the most important, as important part of their armor as any other and that is the belt of truth. Brother, I don't care what it is. Amen. If we don't have truth, we don't have anything. Amen. 
Uh, and, and really this is what in Old Testament, or in, in excuse me, in Bible days would be uh, uh, a girdle. A girdle of truth or a belt of truth. The interesting thing about the belt is that it is what holds up and supports the entire body of armor that covers the soldier. Uh, every other uh, aspect of a soldier's armor depends upon the belt staying in, in, in place. Not only that, but in ancient times the girdle is also what served as a sheath to hold the soldier's one offensive weapon, which was its sword. And brother, we got a sword, and that's the Word of God, but that sword must be sheathed in truth. It must not be a Bible, but it must be the Bible. Amen? It must be the right Bible. And the argument can at least be made that the girdle of the belt of the soldier was, the, was as important uh, of a part of the armament as any other. Without the belt, none of the other aspects of the armor would stay in their proper place. Amen. I'm thankful that we have something that, uh, amen, we've got a standard that holds it all together. The glue that keeps the church where it's supposed to be. Amen. And I'm talking, listen, you know, and I'm thankful for the love of Christ. Amen. We got Valentine's week coming up, uh, but I'm thankful for the love of God tonight. But you know, love, uh, I mean, your love is not worth anything apart from truth. Uh, amen. We must speak the truth in love. Uh, love without truth is a waste. Truth without love is a waste. There must be a balance. But uh, amen, it is the stabilizer. Uh, amen. It's, it, it's the leveler. The truth, the belt of truth is what holds it all together. Amen. And, and again, today we're trying to uh, fight the, the fight of faith without wearing the, the belt of truth. And brother, we got to stand. You say, preacher, where we, where, how do we stand? What do we stand on? Uh, what is the banner of our... It's the truth of the Word of God. Amen. I'm not talking about a subjective truth. Uh, I'm not talking about a, 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 amen, a, a pluralized or a relative truth. No, I'm talking about an objective, concrete standard that God has given us as the foundation uh, of our faith. Amen. Uh, amen. And that which, uh, again, the glue that holds it all together, I'm thankful for the truth of God's inerrant word. Are you thankful for the truth tonight? Amen. Not a truth, but the truth. You say, preacher, what's truth? Jesus said, I am the, tr the way the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Amen. But listen, uh, that's the belt of truth. We could say more about it, but I'm going to move on tonight. Uh, we find a protection. you got the belt of truth that holds uh, our armor in place and, and keeps it all stabilized in the way it should be. Uh, amen. That we might wear our armor armor properly and appropriately but now there's a protection and that is the breastplate of righteousness now when we think about the breastplate we're talking about our skin or our shell just like a turtle protects itself by wearing a, a shell uh, amen and that shell that armor that breastplate is there to protect our most vital organs and our greatest weaknesses. 
Amen. The breastplate covers the heart. Uh, amen. Are you thankful for your breastplate of righteousness? Tonight you say, Preacher, uh, uh, what kind of uh, breastplate do we need to wear? Well, we can't, we've got to make sure that it's one that's sturdy. Amen. And when a soldier uh, thrusts his sword against another, uh, an enemy or an opponent, he might had to make sure, uh, amen, that that breastplate was strong enough uh, to hold up against a sword that was being thrust against it. Amen. Brother, I want to remind you, uh, amen, you better not be dependent upon your own breastplate. The breastplate of your own works or your own righteousness, amen. Uh, amen. Why? Because our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Brother, if, if, have you ever thought about a soldier going into battle and trying to fight uh, in a fight or, or, or in a war and all they're we wearing a, uh, to protect themselves is, uh, amen, is old filthy rags? Cloth? You, you better have more than a cloth breastplate. Just like a police officer, uh, amen, that's, uh, amen, putting... Uh, putting their life on the line to protect citizens. And amen, they're going into uh, a tough situation and they better have a, a bulletproof vest that's strong enough to withstand a bullet that's fired against them, amen. And I'm afraid too, too many people are trusting in the filthy rags and the, the soft uh, cloth material of their own righteousness, which is insufficient, amen. It's not good enough to stand against Amen. The sword of death, amen, that's going to be thrust against your life. Uh, amen. I'm glad I've got a, a, a dependable uh, breastplate, amen, one that's strong enough, amen, to protect me against uh, not only attacks from without, but those from within. Uh, amen. My own works, my own sins. A amen. I I'm telling you what, you know, it wouldn't take... Without our, without our breastplate, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take much for the devil, uh, amen, to give us a fatal blow, would it? I, I mean, just one, amen, just one jab towards, uh, amen, uh, our, our chest is all it would take, uh, amen, to give us a fatal wound that would kill us and send us all to devil's hell. But I'm thankful, amen, through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah, glory to His name. I'm thankful that I've been given a, a breastplate of righteousness that will withstand every fiery dart that the devil sends my way. You know, the truth is none of us are worthy. Anybody say here tonight, preacher, I'm worthy. I'm good enough. I deserve to be saved. I, I, amen. I've earned the right to be one of God's warriors through my own efforts. You know, it just amazes me. Again, you talk to these people... Yeah, but uh, salvation's conditional upon what I do. Uh, amen. God saves me, but then I've got to keep myself saved. Brother, if it's up to you, keep yourself saved, you'd lose it. Amen. Uh, amen. If it was up to me, uh, you've heard me say it before, and I, when I say it, usually people raise their eyebrows, say, I can't believe he said that, but it's true. And that is, if I, if I got what I deserve for one single day I've lived, even after I got saved, I'd split hell wide open, and so would you. None of us are worthy. None of us are good enough. Our filthy rags of righteousness are insufficient to protect us against the fiery darts of our sin. 
But I'm thankful God's equipped us with a sufficient breastplate. Amen. One that's bulletproof. One that's uh, swordproof. One that's uh, strong enough to fend off. Uh, amen. And to repel every fiery dart the devil sends our way. I feel like preaching tonight. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful for your breastplate tonight? Amen. I'm thankful for my belt of truth. But I'm thankful for my breastplate of right. Do you know you can say you're, if you're saved, you're righteous? Now, I don't know about you. That makes me feel guilty to say. Because anybody that knows Nick Bailey knows he ain't, good, he, he ain't righteous in himself. But through Christ, I am righteous. Do you know when God sees me, He sees me just as if I've never sinned? Do you know the Lord sees me uh, as a saved, born-again child of God? Amen. As if I am already seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus? You say, preacher, that's not fair, and that gives you a license to sin. Well, if you look at it the wrong way, it does. But I'm telling you, it ought to give us a motivation to serve. Amen. And to live a life that's holy and righteous. Amen. I'm, I, my righteousness is not on, on, on my account. It's on the account of God's Son, my Savior. Amen. But that royal righteous robe that I've been clothed in, that heavenly breastplate, amen. You know, I ought to be wearing a scarlet letter, but instead, I, instead I'm wearing a breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Covers my sin. The, the, the sinful, wicked stain of sin that infested my heart. Amen. It's been covered. It's been washed away by the breastplate of Christ's righteousness. Hallelujah. That's a blessing, isn't it? Amen. All right. So let's move on. We might get farther than we think tonight. I'm telling you, I got all kinds of notes. I got all kinds of notes, but don't want to get bogged down tonight. Uh, amen. I'm thankful that Jesus has been, he's been proven himself. Amen. This breastplate of righteousness, it's been proven and tested. Amen. You know, they put uh, these things through, the, through a test to make sure it'll hold up and under the, the, the pressure of an attack or an onslaught. Brother, you don't have to worry about your, if you're saved, you don't have to worry about your breastplate giving way and under attack. It's going to hold up. Anything the devil may throw at you. Amen. Mobilization. Verse number 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Notice preparation. Amen. It's what is, amen. We've got to prepare ourselves. You can't wait. Again, I said it this morning at Shiloh and, and uh, amen, uh, Chancellorsville. That's why Lee won his great victories. It's because he caught the enemy by surprise. Many of them. When the attack was launched, the Union troops were still sleeping in their tents or they were cooking their breakfast, amen. Or, amen. They, amen. Maybe, they, maybe they didn't even have their uniforms on, uh, amen. Listen, you know when the time to put your shoes on, amen, before the attack starts, amen. Can I say to you, we need to be witness. We, we better not wait to witness until the trumpet sounds or we'll have waited too late, amen. Now is the time, uh, amen, to put your shoes on and to get busy, amen, sharing the, pre the gospel of peace. You know, in, in warfare, mobility always has been important. Of course, mobility, and, and when we think about mobility, a lot of times we think about the cavalry. Now, in ancient days, that consisted of chariots. 
right? But right on up through the 1800s, it was horses, a cavalry, a horse, horseman brigade. And the reason that they rode the horses is because they could move a lot quicker and swifter on, horse, on horseback than they could, amen, an infantry soldier, amen, walking boots on the ground, so to speak. But then you think about during World War II, Hitler took it up to another level with his tanks, amen, and how he launched a blitzkrieg offensive, amen, and, and it was based upon the swift, it was as swift as lightning. And the reason that, that Hitler was able to overtake countries such as Poland and, and France and even made it all the way to the very doorstep of Moscow uh, in the Soviet Union, the reason he was able to do that is because Amen. Uh, his, his army uh, was, was based upon mobility and speed and quickness. Right? Well, listen, uh, listen. If you're, if you're in God's army, you're a part of the cavalry. Amen? You, you, you need to put your, run, your, your running shoes on. Amen? You need to get busy uh, in the cavalry. Uh, you say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about sharing the gospel, the good news. Uh, amen? Amen? A messenger. Now again, I told you how that especially before the technological advances of modern day warfare came into existence. Back in the day, you know, when you were delivering messages across the field, you couldn't pick up the phone. Uh, Amen. You couldn't, you didn't have a walkie-talkie. Amen. You had to send a courier by horse. Uh, Amen. To the brigade or the division across the field and make sure they had proper orders and instruction. Amen. So again, being a messenger and the one who was, who was sent out to spy and to gather information on the whereabouts and the location of the enemy was a very... Listen, amen, we're messengers in the army. Amen. That's what uh, the evangelism, the word evangelion... In the Greek language, it's the, uh, it's the Greek word for our modern day word angel or a messenger. Amen. A messenger, one who is sent to share a message. And brother, if we're going to be faithful, we got, if we're going to win the battle over the souls of men, we've got to get busy sharing the message of God's truth, the glorious gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, again, one of the greatest reasons for defeat and warfare always has been a misunderstanding of instructions, orders that were not properly understood. Again, uh, the first day at Gettysburg, Lee lost the. A lot of some people say that the, the Battle of Gettysburg was lost on that first day because Lee always put at the bottom of his messengers, uh, if practicable, to give his uh, amen his his officers some leeway and and they could use their own uh, amen use their uh, their, 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 use their own ideas, their own thoughts to, uh, to attack. He wanted, he wanted his commanding officer, Yule, to attack. But Yule misunderstood because the message wasn't delivered properly. How many people are ignorant today of the seriousness of the war because, simply put, the message hasn't been properly delivered? Amen. We're couriers in the army. To get the message across, amen, that there's a war, there's a battle coming, amen. And they don't want to be caught in a fight. They want to make sure, amen, they get out of the way before it's too late. 
Amen. The preparation. Of, have you got your gospel shoes on? Amen. Are you, are you busy in the cavalry of, of, of God's, uh, God's army? Amen. God needs some horsemen. God, you know what the, uh, the cavalry has become in, in modern day warfare? Helicopter pilots. Amen. I know that, that uh, Holly's got, uh, we have close friends of ours that, amen, has been a uh, helicopter pilot and served at the, the Gulf Wars and, and such, amen. But that is now the modern day cavalry, again, because it, it uh, emphasizes the importance of swiftness and, and uh, mobility in the army. I'm talking about making sure you're wearing the, the right kind of shoes. Amen. I don't care what kind of armor you have. If you're not wearing, if you're not, if you're, if you're not protecting your feet, you're not going to go very far, right? That's another reason. And again, I'm sorry to do it, but it's just what I know. Going back to, uh, Amen, the the Civil War, the Union, uh, Amen. They were more effective in the fight because they had better shoes. And one of the reasons that the Confederates even showed up at the Battle of Gettysburg is because they were looking for shoes and they heard there was a shoe factory in the town of Gettysburg. I'm glad that the Lord's given us the right kind of shoes to wear. Amen. Amen. And you know it's a, it's a gospel of peace. Amen. And in other words, you can write what... It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a message telling those who are on the wrong side of the fight, enemies of the Lord... They're, they're, whether or not they realize it, amen, uh, amen, they're a target on God's hit list. And, and amen, it's a message so that they can wave the white flag of surrender and make peace with God by way of the gospel. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. All right, let's move on. That's mobilization. See what, the Lord, what else the Lord has for us. Man, we are making hay tonight. Amen. You know, let me say this. Another thing about, about your gospel shoes, making sure you have the right kind of shoes uh, to be in the Lord's army, because we're walking over some rough terrain. Sometimes, especially soldiers, have to, have to go into very uh, challenging uh, terrain, climb steep hills and mountains and cross rivers and go through... Forest, uh, you know, uh, forested areas and such. And uh, brother, you're not going to get very far as a soldier if you're not wearing the right kind of shoes. Amen. Um, now, uh, another reason for the shoes, and my understanding is that in ancient warfare, the kind of shoes they were, they wore shoes with a hobnail. A amen. Uh, on the bottom of that shoe. Kind of like when you're playing a sport such as golf or baseball or football or soccer. You wear cleats. I mean, you, you say, preacher, why do you wear uh, those cleated shoes? And why did those ancient shoulders wear uh, hobnails on the bottom of their, their shoes? Well, to keep them grounded. Amen. To make sure that they don't slip and slide all over the train. Amen. That uh, they weren't wishy-washy and carried about with every weight of doctrine. I'm thankful that through the gospel, Amen. God's able to keep us grounded, so our feet are stabilized and are able to have proper tread as we travel the the rough terrain of this world. Hallelujah, Amen. 
Praise God tonight. So we could we could go on and talk about that, and and I I, I mean, uh, praise the Lord uh, again. I've got all, but let's um, let's move on. Let's keep going. Now there's an accommodation. A verse above all, taking the shield of faith. Notice that phrase above all. Maybe the most important aspect of our spiritual armor is our shield. Do you know weaponry and armor, the equipment that we've been given is not just an offensive armor, it's a defensive. In fact, that's what armor is all about, not to attack, but to defend and to protect that which is valuable. Right? And, you know, when I think about a shield, I think about a bomb shelter. Amen. When the enemy launches artillery shells against the, uh, the opponent of the other side, the one he's waging war with, that, uh, that, that other side better have a trench dug out to, to cover himself up. Amen. They better have a shelter. They better have a, a bomb shelter that's, that's uh, safe and secure and sturdy enough. Amen. To, to, that's, what the, the, that's what Israel's trying to do right now is try to... Uh, uh, run those rats out of the tunnels, uh, Amen. Hamas, they've, they've, uh, they, they, they're they're smart. In other words, they they've hid themselves through a, a network of highly sophisticated tunnels that they've dug out, Amen. And because they've dug them in under uh, very delicate places, such as a synagogue or or a mosque or a uh, or a school, Amen. The the the, the Israeli Air Force. Can't just send a bomb down, destroy the school, kill the kids in, in order to, to, amen, dig the rats out, so to speak. Amen. But a place of shelter and a, uh, amen, uh, amen. So you can be safe and so you can be secure from the artillery shells that are launched against you. Nowadays they've got what they call, I think the U.S. Army has, they call it bunker busters. Amen. These bombs that, that, that have been designed specifically to penetrate deep. Uh, I, I think they utilized them especially in Afghanistan when the terrorists were hiding in caves and in order to get to where the terrorists were at, I mean, they had to, uh, those bunker buster bombs had to penetrate deep and under the earth and under the to reach the terrorists that are hidden. But aren't you thankful that, amen, even though the, uh, aren't you thankful that our heavenly shelter, our storm shelter is stronger than the devil's bunker busters, Amen. There's, hey, listen, you shelter yourself and under the wings uh, of the Almighty One, the Lord our God. Amen. You run into your storm shelter when the devil starts. Uh, listen, uh, amen. It's not all, all you know, uh, winning the victory in warfare. And, and uh, amen, it's, sometimes it's not all about boldness and bravery. Sometimes it's about survival. We talk today withstanding, weathering the storm. Sometimes... You'd be a fool to be out there, uh, amen, uh, on the front lines of the battlefield when the enemy is raining, uh, amen, artillery shells down against you. You better go hunker down in the safety and the security of your storm shelter. I'm glad we've got that as Christians, aren't you? Thankful for our shield of faith. Amen. I, do you know that's the greatest defense you have? Anybody know what it, what it is to be attacked by the devil? Anybody know what it is? And did, did you know, can I say this tonight? One thing I, I've learned in life, not as much as I should, 
I, I don't recognize it as, as often as I should, but more than I used to, you got to learn to recognize spiritual warfare. You need, to be, you need to be able to discern, and I'm telling you, you can do this in your life, exercise spiritual discernment, try the Spirit, see whether or not they're of God, and determine, you know, could this, is this the devil launching an attack against my life? Is this the devil trying to trip me up? Is this the devil, amen, uh, is he attacking? Listen, again, preparing yourself for battle beforehand, amen, and be able to recognize uh, the reality of an attack from Satan at the beginning before it's too late, before he's always ca already called damage. Amen. A lot of times what happens, it's not about, do you know, huh, a lot of times the devil cannot damage your life through spiritual warfare by the attack itself. A lot of times it has to do with the way we react and respond to the attack. Amen. If we'll respond in the right way rather than uh, and, and say, hey, listen, it's not my brother and sister in Christ coming against me. Amen. This is, this is a spiritual attack from Satan used to distract me and to discourage me and to bring me down. That's when I need to listen. Do you know, sometimes... Uh, just like in boxing. You know, sometimes there's a time to throw a punch, but then there's a time to put your guard up. There's a time in warfare to go on the offensive, but there's also a time to go on the defensive and put your shield up. You see, in warfare, you got to know when to get your sword out and fight or to where, when to put your shield up and defend. And I'm afraid a lot of times we try to swing our swords when we ought to be holding her shield up. Right? Amen. You know what happens when you, if, if, you, if you start wielding your sword at the wrong time? Amen. You're going to, you ever heard of friendly fire? You're, you'll start wounding your brother and your sister. And, and instead of going on the offensive, see, but again, that's what the thing is about a, a soldier is known for his bravery and his boldness. And he always wants to fight. And he always wants to, to, amen, to swing his sword. But sometimes he just needs to put his shield up and defend himself against the fiery darts of the devil. Is that helping anybody tonight? Amen. You've got to know when to fight and when to flee. Amen. You know, you, you need, sometimes you, know when to, you need to know when to be out there on the front line or when to be hiding in the bunker. David had a cave of Ageland to hide in. Amen. And, and, it, and so you got to use some wisdom and discernment and know when to fight and when to flee or when to, when to protect yourself by way of your shield of faith. Amen. Faith is a defensive uh, aspect. Amen. You, you, you say, preacher, how long will, will I stand as long, as long as you have faith? Amen. Faith causes you, you to stand. Fear Causes you to flee. Amen? But listen, as long as you trust your shield, and, and I've heard a lot of things uh, about the shield and how that it was specifically made to protect itself. In other words, it was fireproof because of those fiery darts that, will, uh, that were launched about it, but it was specifically the, the, the shield of the ancient soldiers. It was made out of a material that was fireproof. In other words, if those darts would hit that shield, amen, they would not catch the shield on fire because the shield 
was fire. Aren't you thankful that our shield of faith is fireproof? Hallelujah. Amen. One thing about it, the devil may launch, and when he launches those fiery darts, he wants to set us on fire. But brother, I'm fireproof, hallelujah, by way of my shield of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. An incursion, verse number 16, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Again, an aerial assault or a bombardment that's launched against us by the enemy. There's a series right now that I'm watching. Um, oh, man, what's the name of it? I can't remember. I had watched the newest episode, but it's basically about the B-17 bombers, the flying fortresses that were used during World War II to basically carpet bomb Germany into submission. Amen. And brother, I, I'm telling you, when it comes to those B-17 bombers, amen, they would just drop those bombs hundreds and hundreds at, at a time, and they would literally pulverize anything in its path. And it's going to take more than, uh, amen, you better have a strong storm shelter if you're going to withstand that kind of onslaught. But I'm thankful that we've got a fortress. I'm thankful we've got a shield. I'm thankful that we've got a high tower. Uh, amen. That's proven itself strong enough. Amen. To withstand. 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 Weather the storm. Brother, if you don't weather the storm of life, it's, it's not because you've got a, 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 a shield that's deficient. Amen. It's, it's not because you, you've got a, a weaponry that's going to malfunction. Amen. You listen. Amen. God's given us. Uh, God's given us uh, a defense mechanism through our shield of faith, through our bomb shelter, to make sure that it holds up against the strongest. Uh, amen. The the strongest thing that the devil might throw, artillery shell that he might throw against us. Hallelujah. All right, and take the helmet of salvation. Verse 17. You know, our livelihood as soldiers depends upon our helmet of salvation. Brother, you can have all the weaponry, all the armor you want, all the equipment, but if you don't wear a helmet, and that's even years and years ago, soldiers wore helmets because of, you know, other than the heart and the breastplate of righteousness, other than that, that helmet of salvation must be used because, amen, all it takes is one shot. Uh, to terminate uh, a soldier if he's not wearing a helmet. Taking the helmet of salvation, uh, amen, praise God, I'm thankful for uh, our helmet. Brother, do you know there's some folk in our day that are trying to, they, they, you know, you talk to anybody and they'll say, yeah, I, I'm a Christian or, yeah, I go to church. They, they think they're fighting in the Lord's army, but they're not wearing their helmet. Amen. They say, well, because of my religion, because of my church membership, because of my baptism, because of my good deeds, because of my family heritage, because of uh, my reputation, amen. Yeah, I'm in the Lord's army, brother. Have you been born again? Are you saved by God's amazing grace? I'm glad I've got a helmet. I'm glad I've got my helmet on, amen. Praise God, not only to have a, a hallelujah, not only uh, do I have a breastplate to protect my heart, but I got a helmet to protect my head. And the devil couldn't kill me if he wanted to. All the fiery darts he sends my way is going to bounce off my helmet because I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Anybody thankful for your helmet tonight? 
wow, I never thought I'd get through this. You say, we're not there yet. Well, hold your breath and we will be. Or you may just be falling out. Oh, don't be falling out. They'll accuse us of being charismatics. Yeah, man. Praise God. Amen. You know another thing about, about your helmet? What, what part of the body does it cover? Your head. Some of us don't need a helmet because we're so stubborn and hard-headed. Now, you women aren't that way, but us men, amen, we've got a natural helmet that we're born with. That's a hard head. Holly, if you say a word, amen. there it is. I guess I asked for that one, didn't I? But, but, but amen, remember what... <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll just give our altar call, and all us, me and William and, and Uncle Kenny will come to the altar, and all you super saint, self-righteous women, you can just stay in your seat, hallelujah. Just keep them halos up, hallelujah. We'll keep our devil horns on. Amen. we got to have two holes in our helmets for those devil horns. Amen. Glory. But, but what, is, what, is within, what lies within the realm of our head? Our minds. The spiritual... Battle is in the mind, amen. you got to wear your helmet not only to protect your head, but to protect your mind, right? Because that's, listen, your helmet is your most, your head is your most vulnerable, the most vulnerable part of your body. One shot will kill you. And brother, I'm telling you what the devil's doing, he's launching fiery darts against our heads because his target is our minds, Amen. We've got to wear a helmet to protect our ears. Amen. To keep things, certain things out of our ears. Amen. We've got to wear a helmet to protect our eyes so we don't, so we don't see things and watch things that, amen, that's going to poison our minds. That's why we need the right kind of shoes so that we go the places we ought to go and don't go the places we shouldn't go. Amen. See, God has designed His spiritual armor uh, in such a way, not only for, uh, you know, for our attacks, our assaults, and our offensive maneuvers, but for defense as well, to protect us from that which will kill us. And brother, if it, if it, just let the devil put a, amen, just let the devil launch one fiery dart that penetrates your head and infiltrates your mind, and brother, he'll kill you spiritually. Right? Well, there's a provision, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, the next two um, weapons, the next two aspects of, uh, of our armament are not... Everything we've looked at for the most part other than our shoes, I guess. We could, we could, we could say that our shoes are for, the, for offensive purposes. Amen, but, but everything else pretty much has been for defense, defense and to protect us and to shield us from the attacks and the assaults of our enemy. But listen, when it comes to warfare, it's not just about the defense. It's not just about fortification. It's not just about protection. Amen, because what that does, amen, the defense part of our armament keeps us from giving ground to the devil. Amen. And, and we all know that for years and years we've been giving way too much ground unto the devil. You know, and now we're just at the point where at all costs we've got to stand. And we cannot afford to let the devil have any more breakthroughs other than what he's had. So we've got to have the defense. 
and the fortification and the protection and the barriers. Amen. But God's not satisfied with us not losing ground. He wants us to gain ground. Amen. You know, why, why does an army, isn't that what, a, what two, when two armies go to war against each other, they're fighting over land. That's what's going on in, 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 in uh, Russia right now. They're fighting. The Russians and Ukrainians are fighting over the same land. Same thing with Israel and the Palestinians. Fighting over land. Why? Because there's something valuable there. Right? There's resources. That's why Japan uh, I mean, attacked all the islands of the Pacific because those islands were rich in natural resources, specifically oil. Amen. Well, you know, there, we've got some land, or we got some, yeah, we got some land, uh, amen, that has some valuable resources, amen, not just protecting what we have, but gaining what we don't have. Right? You, you say, preacher, what we need to gain? We need to gain some souls. Amen, the devil's got some things that God wants. Amen? We've got to rescue, amen, some rescue operations. Right? Just like a lot of times uh, our animal, our, 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 the United States will send special forces into a certain area to rescue soldiers that have been captured on the battlefield. You can't do that by simply standing your ground and standing still. A lot of people say, well, I, uh, you know, I, I'm on the firing line. I hadn't given up. I hadn't quit. Yeah, but have you launched any attacks? Have you, have you launched any rescue missions to... to, to uh, uh, amen, to rescue some survivors of some souls out there, amen, that have been captured by our enemy, the devil. Well, he's given us a couple of resources, a couple of weapons to fight with. The first one is the sword. Amen. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. Anybody got a sword tonight? If you got a sword, hold up your sword. Amen. Y'all not come to church without your sword. Can I get a witness? Yeah, man. You need to bring your sword. You never know when the devil's going to attack you. And by the way, your mouth ain't your sword. The word is. Hallelujah. Now, all you other folk don't need to hear that, but us Baileys do. Isn't that right? Amen. I do. Amen. Amen. Ha! I'm going to get in trouble. It's a sharp sword. Now the other day, Corey and I was making a pickup here in town, and this nice fella come out to us, and man, he gave me the biggest knife I've ever. I mean, it looked like a Bowie knife or something. I'm talking about it had a big old blade on it. Am I telling the truth tonight, Corey? Amen. He's got a picture up to prove it. But listen, you know that sword probably wouldn't cut. A, a stick of butter because it's so dull. The blade's so dull. What I want to do is sharpen that blade up real good and then use it to threaten Holly. I, no, I, we're on live. We're live. I better be careful. What, uh, amen. I have been threatened with a butcher's knife a few times in my life. Hallelujah. That's her preferred weapon of choice is a butcher's knife. Yeah, man. I guess that's not as bad as a gun. Amen. Holly and I, when we were in Bible college, we rented a, a, a rental house that another young preacher and his wife were renting. Amen. When we were looking at it, they were showing it to us. We saw a hole in the ceiling. 
he said, what was that? I said, what's that? And he said, well, me and, such, me and, me and my sweetheart, we got in an argument one night and I shot a hole through the roof. I said, oh, hallelujah, and he's a preacher. Amen. So I said, I'm going to sharpen the blade of that knife. Amen. Make, listen, how's your, how's your sword? Is it sharp or is it dull? Every now and then we need to sharpen our blade. Amen. Just like the, uh, amen, the axe. Have you lost your axe head? Have you lost your blade? Are you on edge for Jesus? Amen. But I'm, listen, if, if we're not able to, listen, if we're wielding our sword and it's become dull, it's not because we've got a deficient sword. I'm telling you, the Bible says that the sword of the Spirit, it'll cut you. It's got two edges, one to cut you going in and another one to cut you when it's pulling out. Anybody ever been wounded by the sword? But you know when the Lord's sword wounds us, it's always for our benefit. It's always to help us and not to hurt us. But on the other hand, do you know when, when, the, when Jesus was attacked, by, was Jesus not attacked by Satan? Was He not? Well, how did He fight? Through His mouth or with His sword? Oh my goodness. Amen. See, a lot of times, you've got to make sure you use the right weapons when you're fighting. There's a time to use a grenade, and there's a time to use a bazooka. Amen. But you've got to make sure that you use the right weapon for the right situation. And brother, God's given us a, uh, a multifacet weapon in the sword of the Lord, amen, that's got multiple edges. And I promise you that if we'll just wield the sword of the Spirit as we fight uh, against the wiles of the devil, amen, the sword of the Spirit will do more damage than anything else you could ever fight or go to war with. Amen. Will your sword do better than your mouth? Will God's Word get the job done better than our words? Maybe we need to do a better job sticking with the sword. Oh, my. Amen. So, that's enablement. But how about empowerment? You know what will keep your sword sharp? Your secret weapon, prayer. Amen. Look at, look at this. Amen. The empowerment. Amen. Praying always, verse number 18, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Did you know weaponry must be maintained? Equipment must be kept up. Armor! You know what will happen to armor? It'll, it'll rust. You know how to keep it maintained? Amen. you got to oil it up, lube it up. Amen. you got to pray over it. Prayer is the secret ingredient to the weaponry that God has given us to wage warfare against our enemy. Amen. You know the thing that will carry you furthest in battle than anything else? Prayer. Hey, instead of talking about it, why, why, why don't we pray about it? Amen. And try to, instead of trying to fix it on our own, instead of trying to confront the enemy uh, by ourselves without the Lord's help, why don't we just find us a prayer closet Get down on our knees and take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Once again, the arm of flesh will fail you. A amen. Did you know the weapon of prayer will take you f further than any fleshly weapon you might try to use 
to fight or to win your battles. You know, the greatest, the mo- maybe one of the most important parts of your body as far as winning the victory, the spiritual victory of faith, it's your knees. If you stay on your knees, you're going to win a lot of battles. You're going to win a lot of wars. Amen. You're going to gain a lot of victories. You're going to fix a lot of problems. You're going to save yourself a lot of sorrow. Amen. Uh, Once again, it goes back to what we talked about this morning, picking and choosing our battles. Make sure we don't get distracted. Fighting the wrong battle. Make sure that we prioritize our battle. The devil wants to give a faint attack, cause us to start fighting winter. And while we're fighting over here, amen, he's pillaging what we really should be fighting over. Right? Uh, Amen, I'm telling you, we need to make sure that, 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 that we cause all of our resources, all of our weapons, all of the armament that's been given to us, even the sword of the Spirit is non effective unless it's lubed up with the oil and the grease of prayer. Amen. Sharpened up by the sharpener of prayer. Amen. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man. What does it do? Availeth. That word avail means to conquer. We win the victory, we overcome our enemies. Amen. Not through our own strength, but through the power of prayer. Isn't that wonderful? Let me give you one other thing that's really not, and I close with this tonight. Can you believe we got through all this? Say, preacher, we ain't there yet. Hold your breath and maybe you won't fall out. I mean, you fall out, we'll put a blanket over you. Glory to God. Amen. Or I'll pop you on the head and maybe you'll wake up. Amen. Let me read you one more verse. Another part of warfare. A very, very important aspect of our warfare. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Here it is. Amen. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Do you know that, and I close with this, an important part of warfare. You know, when you become, this is the way you're trained as a soldier. You're trained and you're taught that you become a part of, the, of a family. That your fellow soldiers are brothers in arms. Isn't that right? They, they don't just consider one another fellow soldiers, they're brothers. Amen? And they're taught not just to fight for themselves, but to fight for each other. In fact, in the heat of the battle, if it's necessary, they're taught to put their own life on the line and to be willing to die for their brothers rather than to save themselves. Isn't it the Marine Corps? Isn't that like their number one, uh, amen, their number one um, standard or or, or mission state, whatever it is, no no brothers left behind? They don't leave, they just don't, they don't leave behind. I mean, that's ultimate failure is to leave a fallen comrade dead on the battlefield. Bring him home. Right? A lot of times when we think of warfare and when we think of weaponry and when we think of, of prayer, when we think of 
wielding the sword. Who are you wielding it for? Are you wielding it for yourself? Are you wielding it for your brother or your sister in Christ? It says, let me read it one more time. I love the wording. Again, verse number 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. But here it is. And watching thereunto with all what? Perseverance and supplication for what? All saints. Can I just say this to you tonight? When it comes to winning the victory, this may be the most important thing I've said all day. As important as anything else that's been said. When it comes to waging war, if we're going to win the victory, we can't fight alone or by ourselves. We can't just fight for ourselves. We've got to fight for each other. Amen? And when we see a wounded warrior, one of our brothers or sisters in Christ, amen, am I, am I, am I hit home tonight, wounded on the battlefield? <laughs> you know, what kind of soldier would be, we be just to look at them and glance at them and say, oh, well, they're dead, and we just walk, or they're dying, and we just walk away? No, we've got to do whatever we can to pick them up. Amen. Heal them up and keep them on the battlefield. Because listen, hey, warfare is not an individual business. It's collective. It's corporate. Amen. I can't win my fight without you. And you can't win your fight without me. We got to have each other. Right? Amen. Amen. If I see Mary struggling because of something she's dealing with in my life. I can't just look at her and, boy, that's sad. And just, it's my responsibility as a fellow soldier if I have to to pick her up and carry I'm not talking about literally, Mary. If I have to, I would, but I mean, pick her up on my shoulders and carry her. Amen, back to, the, back to the safety of home base. Right? Amen? I'm afraid we spend too many times fighting for ourselves rather than fighting for each other defending ourselves rather than defending one another. Praying for ourselves rather than praying for each other. Hmm? Watching out for, isn't that what it says, a watchman? Watching out for Brother William. Brother William watching out for me. Sister Holly watching out for Sister Beth. Sister Beth watching out for Sister Holly. Amen. Because sometimes I may not see an attack that's coming my way, but a fellow soldier will realize that I'm in danger. How many soldiers in, in, in military warfare have been saved because a fellow comrade was willing to put themselves at risk to save their brother or sister. They didn't even see the attack coming, but all of a sudden, their comrades swooped in and saved the day because they had each other's back. Now, your preacher's real, right? Huh? You know, I mean, I can't speak for nobody else. But there ain't a day goes by. I'm telling you, there is not a day goes by that the devil doesn't launch an assault against myself 
against my wife, against my children. Sometimes God uses my children <laughs> against us. Sometimes God uses us against them. Right? There's not a day that goes by that I don't experience some kind of... Anybody know what the preacher's talking about? Spiritual warfare. Attack, 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 attack. Right? Well, I mean, it happened at our house yesterday. Uh, and, and let me just... I'm being real. and I If I embarrass you, so what? We're family. Every Saturday, not too many Saturdays go by that uh, I don't get a message, a text message from this lady sitting right here, my aunt. You know what it says? It's heart, heart, prayer hands. Because she knows that Saturday is my hardest day. And it just is. It always has been. If the devil's going to hit me, you better believe it's coming on Saturday. Just the way it goes. Sometimes Sunday morning too. <laughs> but man, I mean, the devil hit us hard yesterday. You know what she told me this afternoon? She said that yesterday she was laying on her face, weeping and crying, praying for my family. My family was attacked yesterday. What would have happened if she hadn't been praying? Let me ask you. Now we had a little tiff this afternoon. Because, you know, it's hard for her. Not only is this a pulpit, whatever we'd call it, what are you anyway? A parishioner. But this is a aunt and nephew kind of thing too. So sometimes those lines are blurred. Amen. But you know what she did this afternoon? And I don't say this. I'm not trying to fix nothing because it's already fixed and we know it, both of us it is. But you know what? This woman proved to me this afternoon more than she ever has how much she loves me and how much she truly cares for me. And she's one of my mighty men or warriors. She's proved it through some of the harshest times, through the hardest times that we've gone through over these six months. Has she not? And, and she's been there for my family during times that if she hadn't have been, we probably wouldn't have made it. And I just use that illustration we want to we carry ourselves and portray an attitude of strength. We're mighty men. We're mighty warriors. Brother, I'm just telling you, I am only as strong as those who surround me. And we, if, if we try to live independent and isolated from each other, we will not survive. We will fail. I mean, we, we are facing too formidable of an enemy and an opponent to win the fight on our own or by ourselves. We got to have each other or we ain't got nothing. We'll lose. But again, what does the devil want to do? He wants to, and then I preached it this morning. What's the devil's number one strategy? To turn us against one another and each other. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting over laughing. I don't even have to throw a dart. They're, they're slitting their own throats, fighting each other. Amen. Prayer and supplication is not just about you. It's about other people, other soldiers, other warriors who are faithfully fighting in God's army. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, I love you. I've done my best to preach. And God, you have borne witness tonight. Lord, I, I believe the last five minutes of the service was really the message. And God, I'm thankful. Lord, a lot of times old devil wants, us, wants to make us think that we're 
out on the battlefield on her own or by ourselves. Elijah on top of Elijah in the cave, discouraged. I'm the only one left. Nobody, everybody's forsaken me. Everybody's left me. Lord, we may be few. <laughs> we may be the remnant. But God, we're still together. And Lord, I pray we'd stay together. I pray we'd watch out for one another. I pray we, I, I ask you, Lord, that you'd help us to pray for one another. Lord, if we see something going on, Lord, a lot of times we say, well, I, I, it's not my business. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to meddle. But Lord, I'm so thankful for, the, the, for those times and those people that cared enough to get in my business. To be nosy. And to ask me, is everything okay? Are you alright? God, we got to have each other. I can't do this thing by myself. My family can't survive without other families of like faith that are heading in the same direction, that are going in the same, that are rowing in the same way. God, we got to have each other. Lord, thank you for the weaponry you've given us. Help us to use it appropriately. Help us not to misuse it. Help us to use it in an attitude of love. Help us to be on the defense when we need to. But Lord, not to get be scared of getting out there and fighting on the front lines when that is the avenue that's needed. Lord, I love you tonight, and I thank you, Lord, for your spirit. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. I pray that you use it to help your people this evening. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As Pam plays, grace, grace, God's grace, greater than all our sins. If you need to come, the altar's open. Hey, let me give you this challenge. I ain't heard this one in a while. Maybe you'd like to come to the altar and pray for somebody else in this church and in this service besides you. Would you do that? Do we care enough about each other? To gather around the altar and pray, not for my, for me, not for my wife, not for my kids, but somebody else. Would you be willing to supplicate tonight on behalf of a brother or sister in Christ who stands in need? Brother, if you want somebody to pray for you, you better be willing to pray for them. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you tonight. God, we thank you, God, for this privilege that you give to us to gather in this place. Thank you, Father, for these that come. Lord, thank you for your people, God. Thanks for those that you've given to us, Lord, that are part of this church family. God, Lord, we know, Father, that we're in fight and we're in war.
Father, Lord, uh, we're, we're carrying wounds in battle. And Lord, some of us are weary and well-doing. Father, it could be that some of us are in danger of falling off the battle line. God, maybe, Lord, I, I, I don't know what the needs are. I don't know what the situations are, God. Lord, I'm thankful that there's a God in heaven, Lord, that loves us. God, you commissioned us. God, Lord, you've not sent us into battle alone and by ourselves, God. But, Lord, uh, Father, you're the captain of the Lord's host. You're on our side. You're our commanding officer. Lord, our, you're our fighting general. Lord, Father, not only that, but you've given us fellow soldiers, men and women, brothers and sisters in Christ, Father, who fight with us, Lord. And God, I pray that you help us to stand shoulder to shoulder, back to back if necessary, Lord, when we're surrounded by the enemy, God. And Lord, help us not to just look out for ourselves, Lord, but help us to look out for the needs of one another, God. And regardless of who it is tonight, I pray, Lord, uh, Father, whether it be Mary, whether it be Ellen, Lord, uh, whether it be uh, William and Beth, and uh, Lord, their kids, Father, whether it be Pam and Kenny tonight, Lord, whether it be Denise uh, and the boys, God, whether it be Lola, God, uh, Father, regardless of who it is in our church family, God, uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you just help us, Father, to look out, Lord, not only for our own welfare, but, Lord, for the well-being of uh, Lord, and the welfare, Lord, of others, God, who are fighting alongside us, God. Uh, Father, when we see a brother or sister <coughs> in Christ that is overtaking the fault, God, help us to be willing to restore them in the spirit of meekness, considering ourselves, lest, lest we also be tempted. Lord, I pray that if we see, see a wounded warrior out on the battlefield, God, I pray that we'd be willing to pick them up on our shoulders and bring them back to home base. Lord, for those that are missing in action, Lord, I pray that we'd hunt after them and do our best to bring them back into the fold, God. Lord God, we've got to have each other, but most of all, we've got to have you. And Lord, we are so thankful for our Savior, God. And Lord, I'm thankful that I'm not fighting a losing battle. Lord, help me, Lord, to never let the devil convince me, Lord, that it's not worth it, that I just need to give up and quit fighting, God. And Lord, help me to realize, God, that, uh, Lord, victory is right ahead. Lord, we're getting ready to cross the finish line. Lord, we're getting ready to see your face. We're getting ready to hear you say, well done. And in spite of all the toils and the trials and the hardships and the adversities that we face, God, in our warfare, God, just to see your face and to hear you say, well done, it's going to be worth it all to see our Savior's face, God. We're going to receive a, a reward, uh, God. And, uh, God, I thank you, dear Jesus, God, for these, Lord, who are still on the battlefield, those that haven't thrown in the towel, uh, Lord, help us to fight hand in hand. Help us to be willing to carry on until the, uh, the sword cleaves our hand, God. And Lord, I thank you and I love you and I praise you and I ask these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen.